What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Double FM Sports. I'm Todd File. I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm Jared Mizrak. And today we're going to be doing mostly news, um, because as you've noticed, it's been taking a large chunk of our podcasts. Um, So you'll get some news and commentary, like always. And then uh, at the end of the show, we'll be doing oddities and hot takes. Again, like the usual, pretty chill day. I mean, you've come to know what to expect, and uh, you're going to get it. So um, I guess we'll dive straight into news. And, uh, oh, JR is holding up his finger. Prior to uh, news, I want to wish everybody a nice old happy 2021. It is our first yeah. podcast episode in 2021, so yeah. happy new year. We're getting close to our one-year anniversary, actually, of starting this podcast. Yep, about another month. Yeah, what is it, late late January, early February? I think it was like February 3rd. or so. It was like the day after the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, it was. So that would be exciting, definitely. Um. News-wise, what do we want to hop into? We want to hop into the NFL? Let's just go NFL. Like we always start with the NFL, but yeah, let's do it. Well, I mean, it's week 17, so <laughs> usually, week that doesn't, usually that doesn't mean too much, but we got a lot of playoff seating here. We've got an interesting situation between Washington, the Giants, and the Cowboys um, this coming Sunday where we find out who will be that terrible playoff team in the four seed playing against the five seed which is i'll get into who that five seed will be when we review our playoff brackets but you know you've got that big three-way fight for the division the one seed is up for grabs between the packers the saints and it's are the seahawks still in that one yeah i don't think are they there's a chance if yeah both the packers and saints lose and uh they win i think they get in the one seed they would have to have the tiebreaker over the Packers, but if they do, which I don't know what that is, they would be the one seed. And then on along with that, the Chiefs have already secured the one seed. They have the first round by, um, but we do have a, what is it, four-team race for five through seven um, with between the Colts, the Browns, uh, the Raiders, or not the Raiders, the Ravens, and the Dolphins. It's technically five with the Titans, but... Because they're the same. I mean, oh, the tight can the Titans not make the playoff? Yeah, oh, yeah they, they if, they lose, if they lose and the Colts win, the Colts win the AFC South, and then the Titans could be out. So, I, I mean, yeah. I who do the Titans play? Don't they play? They play the Texans. So I I don't really see that happening. But hey, hey crazy could, things happen. Crazy the things Texans happen. Like up and down this year. Sometimes they'll just have a terrible showing. And then other times they'll go and blow out a team. So, JR, I thought you were going to mention um, the battle for the NFC seventh seed between your Cardinals and the Chicago Bears. I was getting there. Right now we're on the outside looking in, but. So you just need a Bears loss against the Packers, which could happen. It's a very real possibility. And then the Cardinals beat the Rams without a starting Jared Goff. They signed Blake Bortles back, didn't they? Correct. No, they're starting some, like, a Alliance of American football guy. I think they're starting him. I thought I saw that they were signing Blake Bortles. Oh. I'm pretty sure. I could be completely wrong, but um, I know the guy before. Yeah, they signed Blake Bortles a couple of days ago. But I know that their other quarterback is John Wolford, 
who I doubt either of you remember who that is, but he was a pretty good starter back at Wake Forest. Now, granted, it's Wake Forest, but hey, Division One quarterback at an ACC school, so he can't be too bad, but I'm hoping with Kyler playing, even though he's on a okay leg injury, uh, I'm praying for a win. I'm praying for a win on Sunday. And I want to make it playoff. Well, it's, it's one of those situations where, like, if we make the playoffs, we get a, a way worse pick where it is for the NFC East. You know, with their record, they would probably get, like, a top 10, top 12 pick. But if they get into the playoffs, they'll get a little bit higher. So, honestly, if we make the seventh seed and we have to go up against, like, the Packers and we lose, that's all right, as long as we make the playoffs. You'll be running into a buzzsaw no matter what. Hey, if we play the Seahawks, uh, we have a win against them this year already. So you also have a loss, though. So, well, if uh, the trend goes, uh, we won the first game, we lost the second one. We should be in store for a Seahawks win, or well, Cardinals win against the Seahawks. But but you can't say that though because you don't know that that's what the pattern's going to be. It could but, also be they learned what you guys did to them the first time. They made good on that the second time, and now they're going to make good on it again the third time. Whatever. I'm going to be wishful thinking and hope that's a pattern. It is wishful thinking. I mean, but you want to talk about making the playoffs? How about the Cleveland Browns, who with a win could end, what, the longest playoff drought in recent NFL history? And not to mention – Mason Rudolph is starting a quarterback for my Pittsburgh Steelers. And we're also like sitting a lot of people. Well, yeah, no, but this is, this is my thing. So being a Steelers supporter, I'm, I'm not going to call myself a fan because as you guys know, Cardinals, but you know, with the family Steelers supporter, um, personally, I would like to see the Steelers for lack of better words, throw the game to the Browns as a Steelers fan. Like, you know, Ethan, as you as a Steelers fan, I think you would much more rather see the Browns than you would the Ravens, especially with the Browns' COVID troubles they've had over the last couple of weeks. If they well, can't actually, get that I was about to get to that, and there, there's rumors that the game could be postponed, which would ultimately, like, make the game be played next week so the Steelers would only have one week before the playoffs, whereas a lot of other teams get two. So I'm starting to think that the NFL just hates the Steelers. Um, I know. Well, yeah, because we had the Titans debacle back like week four. So we had the, our bye week got pushed to week four. The Ravens game, the Thanksgiving thing, we got pushed a week back. And then we had to play three games in 12 days. That's tough. That, that is tough. But they can't stop us. We're still the three seed in the playoffs despite all that. So, so what? You'll go up against the sixth seed, which in – I guess we can segue into what our playoff brackets look like. Obviously, I have the Chiefs at one. Everybody has to have them there because, like we said, they're locked in. I got the Bills at two. I think, you know, the Steelers are locked in at three. I think they pretty Um, much are, yeah. Yeah, they are because they're two games ahead of the Titans. But outside of that, honestly, I'm probably going to put the Titans. And no, I'll put the Colts at four. I'll stick by my prediction earlier this year when I said the Colts will win that division because the Colts are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
So if they lose that game, I don't really know what to say. I have lost all faith in the Colts if they lose that game. But I'll have the Colts at four. I'll put the Titans at five. Um, and then is there there's a possibility where the Ravens and the Browns both get in, right? Yeah, if they if both win. So if they yeah. both win. All right, so I'm going to put the Ravens at six, and I'll put the Browns at seven. Sadly, Ethan, Tua Tagovailoa, and your Dolphin or the Dolphins. I don't mind the Dolphins, but yeah. Your boy, your boy Tua, I, I think he misses the playoffs. He's been absolutely horrendous. I mean, he literally got benched for Ryan Fitzpatrick, what, two weeks ago? Um, I don't think that team is a playoff team just yet, especially with the fact they have to play the absolutely – on fire bills i mean let's talk about that performance against the patriots josh allen passing jim kelly for regular season touchdowns for a season in bills franchise history i mean i can't fully agree with that though because it's week 17 and for a team like the bills who has a two or a three seed locked up they have no reason to put out their starters other than to spite the dolphins they really have no reason to put out their starters, which is why I don't think we can definitively make picks like that, you know? I mean, yeah, but at the same time, I don't know. I'm just what, – what, what would happen if each one of these teams win? Who, who's out? Is it the Colts? No, it's, I think it's Baltimore. If every team wins, Baltimore's out, I believe. I think they're the team looking in right now. No, I'm looking at it right now on ESPN, the ESPN app. They're all 10 and 5. It's got the Titans at 4, the Dolphins at 5, the Ravens at 6, the Browns at 7, and it's got the Colts at 8. Oh, yeah, that's right. It is the Colts. So if they all went out, the Colts are out. So if everybody wins, the Colts are out. Yeah. Which there's a possibility that happens. Yeah, yeah, there is. I think if there's there's two teams that are going to lose this week, it's going to end up being the Dolphins or it'll be the Ravens. And I know that's kind of I, I know that's kind of a crazy statement to make based on the fact that the Ravens are playing the Bengals, but the Bengals are having a little bit of a late season uh, burst. I think they've what had two wins in their past three games against the Steelers and the Texans. But it was the Texans, and yeah, but... the Steelers were kind of in that rut anyway. Luckily, we're out of it now. You hope? I, I we, wouldn't I, say we hope. Out of it. No, I think the Brown. I think the Steelers could very well beat the Browns. Still, I don't think so. With all the it COVID stuff, you kidding me? I really don't know about that because Pittsburgh's run defense has been very off and on this year. Like they've been really good, but they've also had some games where they were just absolutely awful. And when you know Baker Mayfield's not going to be passing the ball that often, yes, you can clog up the holes, but. We're talking about Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, probably the best running back duo in the NFL with a top top six running back, I would say, in Nick Chubb. I mean, that's a good run attack. Plus, I don't know how many of the Steelers' defensive starters they're going to be playing. That's true. It depends on who shows up, really. Honestly, yeah, that's what, that's what the AFC is going to look like. Um, the NFC, I don't know if I've seen anybody sitting – just because of seating wise. Yeah, seating wise, seating wise, the one seed isn't necessarily locked up yet. So I think a lot of those starters are going to be, I guess, out there playing, trying to capture that one seed. Because actually, 
for this playoffs, the first round bye is actually very important. Speaking about a team that's uh, in the race for a first round bye, the Green Bay Packers, they just uh, lost uh, their yeah. one of their tackles, David Bakhtiari, the torn ACL out for the season. Yeah. Um, that's tough. He just signed a huge contract, too, I believe. I mean, he's one of the best tackles in the league. I think he deserves it. But outside of that, you know, the Saints have been playing. They've been pretty good, I'd say, since Drew Brees' return. You know, only a three-point loss to the Chiefs. And then Todd, almost a 20-point win against your Vikings. But, I mean, I think realistically, with the Saints playing the Panthers, with the Packers playing the Bears, and with the Seahawks playing the Niners, I want to say that the Saints are probably the one seed. Does anybody oppose to that? Um, it's Saints or Packers, in all honesty. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think the Seahawks make it to the one seed just simply because yeah. it's a tough. Um, it's a tough 49ers team, as we've all seen the practice squad gang, but. I mean, they also need the other two teams ahead of them to lose. So, it's a tough road there for the Seahawks. It's a toss-up, I think, between New Orleans and Green Bay. I mean, they're both playing, like, I don't want to say equal strength opponents, but, like, I think Green Bay might be playing the tougher opponent, and they're actually going to be playing for something, whereas Carolina isn't. So... Mm -hmm. Maybe the Saints end up edging that one out, but yeah, that that definitely went to my. I mean, I would say, although I do think the Panthers are a little underrated. Underrated. Why do I keep saying the word Raider? But I think they're a little bit underrated just based on their record. Like, yes, they are five and ten, but that is a pretty solid team when everybody's healthy. Yeah, without well, they've been without CMC pretty much this whole year. I mean, but even still, like, I feel like people have stepped up. You have uh, Mike Davis, you know, he stepped up. DJ Moore's had a, I'd say, breakout season. Robbie Anderson finally was able to show his true talent now that he's not in the Jets. I think Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater played pretty nice, too. I think next year, if the Panthers just fix a couple little things and win some of those really close games, they could very well be in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I definitely could see that, especially with a nice low draft pick. They could pick up somebody. Um, I'm sure we'll probably get to an NFL mock draft come after the Super Bowl come draft time. So not the time to talk about that yet. But Oh, I have a little bit of news. So the Washington football team, they have, they released Dwayne Haskins. Oh, my, my, hot take, my, my hot take for MVP this year. You mean your cold take? Yeah, exactly. But I guess they released him because, well, obviously, if you if you haven't heard, um, there was Dwayne Haskins got in a little bit of trouble um, over the past week. I, I won't go into specifics on why, but let's just say he was kind of stripped of his captain. He was stripped of his captain band, and then the week interesting, after, interesting choice of words there, Ethan. Stripped of his captain band. There, there, there was no meaning behind it. If you want to look up the story, go just type up Dwayne Haskins. You'll find the story. I'm not going to say it on air. But, um, yeah, he was stripped of his um, captain ban, and then the next week he was further released. And the Washington football team has a do-or-die playoff um, week 17 playoff game this week. So, Well, let's be real here. 
Dwayne Haskins was not going to be the one to lead them to the playoffs. Well, yeah, so I that, know. I'm just. I think it's kind of funny because Todd, me and you on, what was it, Tuesday or so, we were talking and literally two hours before he got released, I was like, hey, what if Dwayne Haskins, I think Dwayne Haskins is going to get released. And right at the end of when we were talking, I was like, hey, Todd, there goes Dwayne Haskins. I mean, I think we all kind of saw it coming, especially with the behavioral issues we've seen over the past couple of weeks with him between um him getting bent, well, it wasn't really weeks, a couple months when he got benched because of some attitude problems on the sideline. And now, obviously, um, him getting his captainship taken away by the coaches. It was just a matter of time, I feel like. I feel like that wasn't the entire reason, though. Like, I, I mean, feel like the behavioral issues weren't as big of a problem as just the on-field stuff. I he mean, he didn't have a good year. Like, he just did not play well. Just couldn't he really. He had a good ball. career. Yeah. He's got to be like the most benched player of all time. Like, I don't, I don't know. know. Two is close. I mean, he's been benched, what, three times already? Okay. He's a rook, though, and he has shown flashes. Dwayne Haskins has been a draft bust since he, he came into the league. Yeah. You're not wrong. I mean, I think. Probably, honestly, what happened is probably his, you know, on-field talent was not doing the best. And then the behavioral issues just probably pushed it over the edge. And it was like, hey, we're not getting the second Johnny Manziel, you know, bye-bye. It's a vicious cycle. It, it, yeah, it definitely is. And now, I mean, speaking of the Washington Redskins, that playoff race. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said you said the, the Washington Redskins. Don't you mean the Washington football team? <laughs> yes, I do we, mean the Washington football team. We've done this podcast for almost a year now, and we've avoided cancellation. Ethan, I've said that like three times. To be I fair, was... we also need listeners in order to get canceled. So, And Ow. to be fair, the change, I, I, I did grow up watching RG3 and the Washington for Ethan's ears. The Washington blanks. The blanks. We might, start, we might just start calling them the blanks from now on. Honestly, I, I kind of like football team. It's just generic enough, you know? All right. Well, we're rambling too on. Is there anything else in the NFL that we haven't talked about yet? I do have one thing. JR brought up Johnny Manziel. I don't know if you guys saw, oh, but Johnny yeah, Manziel yeah. said that he intends to continue playing football. Well, no, he just didn't Mayor. sign, like, a really low-level contract somewhere, like a fan startup, like, tackle football league or something. Did he really? Yeah, I, I thought he, I think he signed – he, he either signed it or he's in the works with, like, some kind of league that's super low-level to play football. I, I don't – Honestly, um, like, he's just – he's just not – he just was he, – he was a huge plus. I mean, like – what he was like he was he, he was like a second or third stringer on a Canadian football team. He threw six interceptions in his debut in the first half. Yeah. But no, yeah, here it is. He's uh joining a fan controlled football startup league. It's on ESPN, it's on CBS Sports, it's all over the place. Oh boy. The league um, scheduled to begin in February will feature seven on seven games where fans set rosters, call plays, and interact in a blend of traditional and esports environments. Interesting. Bro, is this real-life Madden? Pretty much. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'll join. 
you know, if Johnny Manziel can do it, I probably can too, right? Oh, yeah. It's probably going to be like super, I don't know. I think it'll fold in probably like a month. Oh, it but definitely will. How how much money are they are they like actually paying these players a lot or is it something that money's not a problem? Um, they have a lead investor here that I'm seeing. Um, the the FCF. Wow, they already got an acronym. Um, the FCF's lead investor is Lightspeed Venture Partners. The league will begin with four teams, each of which will have celebrity owners, including NFL players Richard Sherman, Austin Eckler, and the retired Marshawn Lynch. Other oh. owners include hip-hop artist Quavo, boxer oh. Mike Tyson, and wow. Menery. Uh, Todd, I know you're not that big on rap, but we're talking about Quavo. Is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I at least know who he is, but... I mean, fair enough, fair enough. Good for you. That you I mean, that's actually, like, that's actually a legitimate league if it's being kind of, like... I wouldn't say, like, le- I wouldn't say legitimate, NFL, but it's, it's... NFL players are, like, investing in it, kind of. I mean, I mean yeah. yeah, but just because... I mean, not legitimate, but, like... The XFL doesn't mean that it's legitimate. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, do we have anything else in the NFL? Because I feel like we took a while there. Doesn't matter. I want to bring up one last point. Offensive rookie of the year. Can we agree it's all Justin Herbert? Even though, Todd, you probably want to say Justin Jefferson. I actually would say Justin Jefferson. No, no, no. Not just because he's a Viking. That's actually not why. Okay, everyone has said Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert. And I feel like I have seen way too much up and down with him. There are times when, sure, I've seen flashes of, okay, yeah, this guy's going to be great. But there are times where he leaves me questioning his consistency. I don't have to do that with Justin Jefferson. This is honestly going to be a little bit of a hot take, but I see him like rookie Randy Moss. Oh, boy. I mean, needless to say, both have had absolutely outstanding seasons, and I think that they are the two obvious candidates. Like, I didn't just say Justin Jefferson because he's a Viking rookie, Vikings rookie. Like, he legitimately could make a case. Personally, I would go with Herbert based on the fact that he did break the rookie uh, passing touchdown. Plus, he does have 4,000 yards, which there are some starting quarterbacks, cough, cough, Cam Newton, who don't have that. Cough, I mean, yeah. Um, I'll, I would – honestly, if Joe Burrow would have finished out the year, I would have honestly – giving it to him personally but since he didn't you got to give it to someone else and i mean i'm the kind of the tie-breaking deciding vote here mm-hmm. or i could flip it and go to a i'm, I'm not gonna do that i'm joking Ethan, uh, you uh, just talk about the fact he's been benched yeah, three okay. um due to consistency issues as todd brings up i think i would slightly edge it to justin jefferson purely because i feel like here i'll put it this way justin will win that's, yeah, Justin will win. Until he doesn't. Until he doesn't. And it's like Tua or somebody like that. Come on, Tua. Hey, Darnell Mooney? No. No. Absolutely not. Chase Claypool? No. Claypool, um, I think, has more of an argument than Darnell Mooney. But yeah, no, you're, you're not wrong. Darnell Mooney's Honestly, at the beginning of the year, whenever he had that four touchdown game, he could have. 
If he played like that every game. Who? Well, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Ethan, he would have 64 touchdowns a game or a season. He would have won rookie of the year. Okay, um, moving on, I guess. Defensive sure. rookie of the year, Chase Young. I think that's kind of a lock. Yeah, I, 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 I think that's a lock. He's been a beast. Now, uh, I'm not going to go into, like, offensive player or defensive player of the year, but MVP-wise, it's pretty much between Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes right now. Josh Allen. Whoa, 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 Josh Allen. He's no. a dark horse at this point. It's a dark hey, horse. that was a hot take right there, no, boys. Honestly, dark horse I, would, I would actually give it to Aaron Rodgers, personally. I would, too. <laughs> I would as well. I think, I think we can all agree Patrick Mahomes is the better player but statistically this season I think I think Rodgers has just been you know I think he leads Mahomes in every quarterback category outside of passing yards which you know when you have Tyree Kill Travis Kelsey and you know a bunch of other speed guys you should be leading in passing yards I mean what do we mean by better though you know like Aaron Rodgers has been playing football Probably since Patrick Mahomes knew what a football was. So, I mean, yeah, I, I just think overall. And he's been doing it at a high level. I think overall talent-wise, like, I feel like Mahomes checks off more aspects of your quarterback game than Rodgers does. Although, the ones that Rodgers checks off, he does do a good bit better than Mahomes I mean, Rodgers is also, what, 10 years older? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think I'm just, you know, I guess if I was to put it into actual words, if we were to look back, you know, with our kids in, like, however many years and that they want to play quarterback, if you're talking about guys they want to look up to, I feel like they would say Patrick. I, I feel like when it's all said and done, they're probably going to say Patrick Mahomes over Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, All right. we got to move on because we've been on NFL for 30 minutes. So Sounds about right. <laughs> well, let's, let's go into college football. Obviously, today is New Year's Day, so that means the college football playoff semifinals are happening today and also some other um, good games. But for the semifinals at 4 p.m. today, we have Alabama and Notre Dame playing in the Rose Bowl. And at 8 p.m. today, we have Clemson and Ohio State playing in the Sugar Bowl. So congratulations to making it to the championship, Ethan. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying it yet. You guys are a 20 point favorite. I believe that's the biggest spread in college football semifinals yeah, that's ever. Just, that's just the recipe for us to lose. I mean, if you want to pull that game against Ohio State where everybody was favoring Alabama and then Alabama lost, I guess. But I just I don't see it. I love that Notre Dame team. I really do. And that's also why I predicted Notre Dame beating Clemson in the ACC championship. But we're talking about Alabama here, boys. This is the Alabama that we've all grown up. And Ethan, you love it. Todd, I'm sure you're like me, where it's not your team, so you hate watching them win. It's slightly more ambivalent than that, but yes. Yeah. And then yeah. I think I think the problem is like, I think Notre Dame could put a lot of pressure on Alabama's defense, but I just think Alabama's offense will just, like... I think I you're, talking about, you're talking about two Heisman candidates on your offense compared to no Heisman candidates on your whole entire team. Yeah, and I just think Alabama's offense is 
I don't want to say it been unstoppable. No, that's a good – I wouldn't say unstoppable. But they've scored 35-plus points in every game this year. So it's been hard to stop them, let's just and say. You're saying 35-plus points because they didn't score 40 points against Missouri, but outside of that, they've scored 41 twice, 42 once, and everything outside of that has been upper 40s, 50s, and lower 60s. So it, it's hard to stop the offense, pretty much. Yeah. Um, you know, I said I could I could maybe make it in that one league against with Johnny Manziel. I definitely could not make it trying to stop the Alabama. Offense. I think the um the Clemson Ohio State game is going to be interesting based on I don't know if you guys saw, but Davu Sweeney actually ranked Ohio State 11 in his coaches poll. I don't think that plays into it. I think to be 100 percent honest, Clemson's going to roll over Ohio State. I don't see a world where Ohio State. Uh, I think Clemson beats the spread. I think they beat them by like 10, 14 points. That's um, a roll over then. But I mean, like, that's like minimum, like minimum two touchdowns. Like, I could see an absolute yeah, okay. blowout like we so, saw. So, with, do you think it's more likely Notre Dame wins or more likely Ohio State wins? I think it's more likely that Notre Dame wins. Wow. There's a hot take. That's a bold claim. I, I, I know I, it is. If, but, if Ohio State somehow pulls us out, I'm going to hold you to that. Well, okay, look. I think Clemson will win. I think it'll be a very close game, though. Outside outside of um, offensive line and Sean Wade, would you take any Ohio State player over the Clemson player in that respective position? I would take Lawrence over Fields. I would take ETN over Sermon and or Master Teague. I would take uh, shoot, what's his name? The freshman wide receiver for Clemson, whatever his name is, over Chris Olave, because he'll be coming off of two weeks. I would take the tight end from Clemson over the tight end from Ohio State, and I would take every single Clemson player on defense outside of uh, cornerback one against Sean Wade. Like I don't think that team. I mean, I mean, it's fair, but I just honestly, it's. My thing is, it's a 3v2 game. Like, I just think it's going to be super close regardless, just because. But, but going back to what you said about Davo Sweeney, do they deserve that three seed with six games? I mean, that's I mean that's that's an entirely other debate. Do they deserve the three seed based on playing six games? And part I mean, of that. For me, I feel like Texas A&M deserves a spot in the playoff. But. I would second that. But, I mean, I know we we're talking a long time about football, but Ohio State has one ranked or two ranked two ranked wins now and they were both really close games i mean it was the indiana almost comeback and it was a a winning a very slight margin win it was not really winning northwestern they didn't play that well in all honesty the only reason I mean, they got sermon played really well that was the only reason i think and i think that is that's where my biggest argument against ohio state is is this offense has struggled. And yes, Trey Sermon put up an absolute monster of a night against Northwestern, 350 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, you don't see that in college football unless your name is Jared Patterson from, uh, what, Buffalo? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I think a lot of that comes into the fact, yes, Notre, or not Notre Dame, Northwestern's defense is one of the best in the country, best in the Big Ten, but a lot of that stems from your linebackers and your secondary. Their run defense is average. I wouldn't say it's good. I wouldn't say it's great. Clemson's run defense, that's a whole other story. 
I mean, you're not going to see 350 and three touchdowns from a running back against Clemson. And you definitely aren't going to be seeing, I don't think, a great night from Justin Fields. I mean, you bring up a good point. I feel like for any of these four teams that are playing today, I think it's going to come down to the defensive play. Because, I mean, say what you will about Ohio State. They, you, you can't deny that at times they have been an absolutely explosive offense. And I think the same can most definitely be said about any of the other three. I mean, these are games we're all predicting that these are going to be either shootouts or blowouts. Both of those are the result of the offense doing its job. I think where it's going to come down to is can the defense do its job? Because, yeah, I agree with that. And I think all four teams have a defense that can play well. I'm not going to say will play well, but they've all, all four defenses in the playoff have shown potential to be good. I would say their offenses, whether it's Ian Book, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, or Justin Fields, have played well at some point this season. I think their offenses are kind of proven. The worst one, and again, going back to my point, I think is Ohio State just based on momentum. It's also, I think, one of the worst offenses that Ohio State has seen in the last couple of years. Um, you know, Fields has not been playing good the last couple of games. He has like five picks in his last three games. He, he knocked himself out of the highest race in the last couple of games. Yeah. I think in the first couple of games of the season, he was like right in the mix. Like he was right there. I mean, even I before Kyle Trask had the season he had, and we'll get into that a little bit later, but – I Fields is my favorite, and I think you can go back to what on the show. I mean, I said it. Fields is my favorite early season, and he's just kind of fell off. I mean, part of it comes from the fact that your number one wide receiver is Chris Olave, who I'm pretty sure was like a wide receiver three last year. I mean, he's talented, but he's not. He's not. You know, I'm trying to think of a good Ohio State wide receiver. Why well, can't Mike, Michael Thomas? You know, he's not the yeah. guy that. I don't think he's a guy that's going to make a super successful career at the next level. I just think you're seeing an Ohio State offense that's not as good. But going back to Todd's point, I think I, – I do agree. I think it probably will be some – it'll be a championship one on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, the saying is defense wins defense championships. Wins championships. Now, let, let's just do another little hypothetical real, real quick before we end this segment. So let's say Alabama and Clemson both win – as they're both predicted to. That's the only reason we're saying they're going to win. Who do you think wins that game? I think Alabama. I think – I'm pretty sure I might have said it a week or two ago when we filmed our last news one. But I, I just think Alabama's got the complete team, whether it's Devonta Smith, you know, arguably the Heisman wide receiver, Najee Harris, who's had – I don't even know how many touchdowns, too many to count. Mac Jones has managed that – game great yes i did just throw what in a game manager say, what did you a game manager does not win does not get in the heisman finalist spot was that jimmy garoppolo like bo nix is not getting the final in the heisman finalist spot bo nix is not a high is not a game manager he called mac jones a game manager and look who played better mac jones manages the game better he's not a game manager though there's a distinct difference there's a distinct difference Ethan, Ethan, just just as a just as a like you know side note, game manager isn't really an insult. 
Then why did Bo Nix call him a game manager as an insult? Because you can say it as you don't have the talent. You're just managing your talent around you, which, yes, is kind of an insult. But at the same time, I think it's kind of a compliment. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is a game manager. And what did he do? He led his team to the Super Bowl last year. Okay, led is a matter of personal preference. I would not say he led. I, I, I would say that, he got carried, but that's I the think the defense led them to the Super Bowl, but yeah. Right, but again, that's a tangent. Wait, Todd, I didn't hear your opinion, Alabama or Clemson, the national championship. I mean, I think it could be a toss-up. I would say Alabama simply because I feel like they have a few more weapons but for the most part, I think it would be a good game, um, a very close game. I'm biased, so I'm not uh, – You there? everyone knows my answer already. We know what you're going to say, yeah. Yeah. I think, not... I think honestly, um, it might be a little bit different of a conversation. Say Justin Ross does not go out for the season with a neck injury at the start, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think you could match Justin Ross up as, as – Maybe not as good, but good enough to match up as wide receiver one with uh, J or not Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith, and then Amari Rogers, who I now just remembered his name because I couldn't remember it like five minutes ago. I think that's that that can be a whole different conversation, but you know that's not that's not that's not what's happening. Yes, yeah, I think both Alabama and Clemson both lost a like star-studded wide receiver this year. Yeah. Um, Honestly, it would be it would be fun to see actually both of them in this if like if it goes how we um, expected to yeah expected to with J if it was Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith versus Amari Rogers and Justin Ross that's a heck of a battle. Yeah. Do we uh before we end college football do we just want to go through some notable bowl games? I mean, BYU took uh took out UCF. Um. How about yesterday? Did you see what happened yesterday between uh, no, 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 Mississippi Don't talk State about that yet. Don't talk about that don't yet. Don't talk about that, that yet? All right, fine. So, Liberty ended Coastal Carolina's perfect season in a blocked overtime field goal. That one hurts a little bit. I'm not yeah, even a Coastal is. Carolina fan. Bowl Mania, I picked Coastal Carolina, and I didn't even have a shadow of doubt they were going to win. And I we think all we, all picked, we all picked Coastal Carolina, and we all got screwed for it. Yep. Um, Outside of that, on Tuesday, Oklahoma State fended off a Miami comeback without De'Eric King. I was going to say, you got to mention that. Yeah, De'Eric King did tear his ACL. They confirmed it. So that's 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 honestly, I mean, props to Miami, though. Coming back without your starting quarterback and almost beating a team that was as high as what, six? Yeah. I mean, that's a good, that's a good, good comeback. Uh, Texas absolutely smashed Colorado. Um, Can we just talk about Wisconsin, please? Wisconsin? What were they? They were down 14-0 at one point. And all oh, of a sudden what happened they were, after the game? I don't the know trophy? What after the game. They broke oh. the trophy. Their quarterback <laughs> broke the trophy. He just dropped it. <laughs> no, it like fell off. He didn't drop yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and they and they put some Duke's mayonnaise, like a container of Duke's mayonnaise over it. They duct taped well, it. Yeah, it was did. it was the Duke's Mayo Bowl, exactly. Right. So, it, I mean, it kind of looked right, but at the same time, it it was still funny to watch. Especially, it was just so funny that it was on video too. 
Well, they were all celebrating. He's sitting there dancing with it in his hand, and it just slides off. And I'm like, that poor yep. locker room equipment manager guy having to sweep up oh, all that yeah. glass. It's um, funny. The, the Duke's Mayo duct tape to it looked kind of like one of those dollar store trophies that you pick up for like a little league championship, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, also that day, um, I think I, I didn't say this earlier. I said this off air, right, with Florida and Oklahoma. You know, Florida sat a bunch of their players, Kadarius Tony, uh, Kyle Pitts, a bunch of the defensive side of the ball. So it was a tough one for Florida, 55-20. You know, that's not what we expect out of Florida. Maybe if they were in the college football playoffs, we'd be seeing a different uh, story just based on, like, you know, people not sitting out. And it would probably be a better a better game. But um, before we get into the Heisman race, I want to bring up Kyle Trask, but I'm not going to. Um, West Virginia made a comeback against Army and Todd. Here is your time to shine. Tulsa versus Mississippi State. I mean, that was a chippy game. Like, oh, yeah, sure. Well, they had they had a problem. What before the game and after the game? There was a, a brawl before the game. There were eighteen penalties through the game, and then there was a brawl after the game. I and it was a close a, game too. Oh, I wouldn't call that a brawl. That's like a full stage, like two sided war, right? Everyone, there. Like, like, almost honestly, everyone got involved. It was like a fight where, like, it was like two players versus like three players it was like yeah i mean versus the I mean, say everyone but yeah it wasn't everyone. Everyone. i mean sure i'm sure there were some innocent guys trying to break up the fight sure but it was a lot more than most fights yeah it was i mean i'm gonna be honest i i don't know the name of him he's it's probably because he's a nobody on mississippi is, it, is that the number seven guy or whatever number four the oh, guy who jumped yeah, yeah, up okay, and kicked four, yeah. the tulsa player in the head Yep. If he's if he's not a senior, he should be suspended for all of next year for that. That's a completely egregious – I mean, that's something that you should be suspended six, eight, ten games for. You don't kick a guy in the head while he's on the well, ground. God, then maybe Marquise Pouncey should be suspended for what he did to Miles Garrett. That's different. That's different. <laughs> How is it different at all? I think it's different. Not – but I think I think I mean they were right by suspending Marquise Pouncey, but I, I think there's a little bit different when you're running up to a guy who's not even looking at you, jumping and just kicking okay, him over Antonio on, Brown. Hold on, we're gonna start an argument here because we, we all have different takes about this fight that happened a year ago. So let's let's move on to the Heisman race, Jr. So what are we gonna say? All right. So as all as everybody knows, Kyle Trask was my favorite, and you know partially uh, because his team was gone. Um. You know, I don't even know who his leading wide receiver was. It definitely was not Kadarius Tony, as we're used to. Uh, I don't even recognize this guy's name, Trent Whitmore. He's a freshman. Um, so, yeah, it was tough on him. Three picks, no touchdowns, only 158 yards. I don't think Kyle Trask wins anymore. I mean, that was pretty much the game where he could have sealed it, I think, if he played very well. He didn't. I think you got to give it to Devonta Smith. He's had yeah. I like well, I mean, we talked about it. Trevor Lawrence is not winning it, and mostly because of COVID. And I just think, I, I think, think I think Devonta over Mac Jones. Yeah, I think, I think going back to my game management conversation on Mac Jones, this is where it comes in. I think Devonta Smith has done more for that team than Mac Jones has done. 
to some aspect, I would agree with you, yes. I, mean, I would yeah. debate that, though. Just because I... of you can't have the wide receiver without the quarterback, you know? I mean, yeah, but wouldn't don't you think any Alabama quarterback could have done what Mac Jones has done from the past 10 years? No. No? We've, we've had some shaky quarterbacks. I mean, dude, A.J. McCarron could have done that. And I hope I hope our NFL fans here know who AJ McCarron is and how he panned out. Let's see the backup uh, for the Bills now. Yeah, probably. As of until like this year, Alabama quarterbacks, apart from Joe Namath, have not performed well in the NFL. Well, yeah, but we're not. I'm not talking about the NFL. I'm talking about college football. I know. I said this year because now, while well, they they. Most of those quarterbacks didn't even start. We we we've had two starters this year from Alabama. I'm not saying they played well, but they've started. Yeah. Um. All right. So moving on. I mean, yeah. So what? Um, NBA. Yeah, I'm fine with the NBA. Um. Yeah, let's do it. Has the season the season started? Um. Oh yeah, it started the second. Did it start prior to our last? No, it did not because we fantasy draft like the day or two. Yeah, before. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, NBA season has officially started. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, like honestly, I can't really make any assumptions yet based on teams because it's only been like three or four games. Once you, start, once you start to get like the twenty game range, then you can start to see kind of where a team's directions heading. Um, I mean. There, there have been some injuries, though. You know, Joel and B has set out a couple games. Kawhi Leonard had that nasty elbow that, like, yep. busted his mouth open and he by wore a mask. Uh, who? By his own teammate. Oh, by yeah, by his own teammate. Uh, TJ Warren, I just saw that he's going to be missing some significant time yep. with some surgery. Yep. Um, you know, there's been, there's been some – some injuries, sadly, I guess, just in the past couple days. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Pascal Siakam. He was benched for disciplinary reasons by the Raptors. I don't understand this because there was no reports of that he did anything. I'm like, I'm confused. I mean, look, there, there's, there's no way that you get that you bench a superstar like Pascal Siakam, and I say superstar, maybe not like superstar in the NBA, but you're, you're superstar on your team. You don't bench him unless he actually did something. No, I could. I my my thing. It, it could have been breaking COVID protocol or something. I don't know. Maybe yeah, I could it see could that. Simple, it could be as simple as just something like breaking accidentally breaking proto uh, COVID protocol, or it could be a lot more serious. But if it was yeah. a lot more serious, I feel like he would have been suspended by the league. So it's it's weird. I feel like it could have stemmed from that Sixers game because just watching the final couple of minutes. Siakam, A, was not playing particularly well, but B, he looked really frustrated. So, you know, it, it almost reminds me a little bit about what we were saying about Dwayne Haskins with his kind of on-field, off-field. Um, like, when I say off-field, I mean, like, still in the game, but, like, on the sideline. Um, kind of just bad attitude issues. That's almost how I could read this, just from the little bit that I've seen and really not knowing. 
Yeah. Um, you want to talk about frustrated players? Two guys mm-hmm. uh, got ejected last night. Brandon Ingram absolutely smacked Coke or Isaiah Roby in the face and got ejected. I mean, it was like completely egregious. And Ethan Jordan Clarkson, after shoving a referee, got ejected from the game. It was Show a shove. It was, that's a B. It's a BS call. I don't think he shoved the ref. I mean, it was a light tap. Don't say shove. You can't. You can't touch a ref. That is. That's. That's. I mean, you can't say anything about that. I get it. But you you can't touch a ref. That that's I mean, all. I really, I understand. But uh, like, I think it was. It's kind of like the Isaiah Thomas thing that happened a little while back. I know you remember that, where he kind of like actually like poked the ref and then he got ejected. But no, that was. I I I still agree with the call in Isaiah Thomas. I mean, yes, it did make me upset, but at least Isaiah Thomas was falling out of bounds and put his hand up. Jordan Clarkson just ran right into the referee and pushed him. I mean, there's a little, there's a little bit of a difference. Again, I agree with, I, I honestly, you know, I agree with both calls. They suck, but that's the Yeah, rule. I think that's, that's what I'm like taking. I just like, I understand it's the rule, but I, I feel like it just, the rule needs to be adjusted a little bit. Because if you, if, you, if you put a light tap on the referee, I don't think that's not hurting them at all. But I mean, it was in an aggressive style I, I understand that, but yeah. Well, and then what do you define as a light tap? You know, exactly. it, it suddenly becomes more ambiguous. It's like, well, what I mean, is pass interference? Let's right. be honest and honest, a light tap from Giannis is probably Ethan's full-fledged shove. Oh, yeah, whatever. Might be a little adventurous there, but yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah. Anyway, I guess anything else in the NBA? I know there's been some games going on and stuff, but yeah. Odd. I have I have one thing. So, as of now, there are two winless teams in uh, in the NBA. Them being uh, the Detroit Pistons and the Washington Wizards. No, no, no shock there, really. Realistically, actually, I am a little bit shocked because I would think Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal would have won at least once in their first five games. I think part of it comes from the fact that you know, outside of Ruri Hachimura and Danny Abdiha, there's no real supporting cast there. Thomas Bryant's all right. Thomas Bryant is not all right. He's not a starting center. Um, but um, I, that, along with the fact that you need to mesh well, I mean, you, Russ has played out of his mind, and so has Bradley Beal. I mean, Russ has put up three straight triple doubles, and Bradley Beal has scored what on average twenty-seven points a game. I mean, he put up thirty plus the other night. So it, it really I don't think it's a I think it's a matter of the supporting cast a little bit. Um but I've known that for the past couple of years, obviously. It's been a rough couple of years for the Washington Wizards, but rough's an understatement. We made the playoffs a couple of years ago. It was more than a couple. It was when John Wall it was the season before John Wall went out. So like five years ago. John Wall went out two years ago. I know, I'm joking. But yeah. Um, I do have a little bit of news. Last night, uh, Becky Hammond became the first ever female head coach 
Now, you know, she wasn't permanently named, but Greg Popovich got ejected and she took over as head coach for the rest of the game. I mean, that's that's just a shocker, Greg Popovich. Getting I it. know. That's what's interesting. Is, is it so? I, I'm telling a joke like... because Greg Popovich gets ejected a lot. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was about to yeah, say, uh, I was like, Greg Popovich is like the nicest guy until you get him in a heated moment and then he's oh, talking. Oh, yeah, he's bad. And then Becky Hammond is coaching. <laughs> uh, well, no, I think last year Tim Duncan coached a game. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, Tim Duncan coached a game. I think Tim Duncan's on the Spurs staff. Is he still on the Spurs staff? I know he – I mean, obviously he was last year. I don't know if he's year. on the bench anymore, but I think he's still working in the Spurs organization. Was that the game against the Pelicans that she coached? Maybe. Yeah, I she became the first female, I guess, head coach in NBA history, although – I don't think it was Pelicans, though, because Pelicans were playing someone else last night. Oh, shoot. I looked back a couple night or couple nights on accident. It was the Lakers – yeah, they played the Lakers. Speaking of the Lakers, the Lakers have seemed off at least the first couple of games. I mean, they're three and two, and one of those losses was a close one to um, the Clippers. And, well, I mean, that was a healthy Clippers team at the time. The other loss came to the Trailblazers. And, Todd, I'm going to give your Trailblazers some high praise right now. That team is a legitimate title contender. I'm going to say it right here, right now. That's another hot take. I think I've made three this episode. There's four. Um, I don't think it's that much of a hot take, though. Like, but like I'm saying that arguably I could see them behind the Lakers and maybe the Bucks as like the third best title contender. I have them ahead of the Clippers, and simply because I have them ahead of the Clippers because yes, the Clippers might have more star power with Kawhi with Paul George. However. Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum are one of the best backcourts in the NBA right now. I think that's not even arguable. But they also have the big men to compete with the Lakers, with Giannis and the Bucks. Like, I think the way they have their team right now, it's built to beat those championship contenders. I think we just need to play a little bit more defense, but then, yeah, definitely. That's really the kryptonite the past couple of years has been – a lack of defense, but this year we really have the depth. If we can stay healthy, um, yeah, I think we could make a run. I, I could, I definitely see it. Um, one last thing before we get out of NBA is anybody surprised at the fact that the Denver Nuggets are one three? I mean, again, it is the start of the season, it's the first four games, but this is a team that made it to the Western Conference Finals last year and they really didn't change. And here they are with one win. And it's not like they've been playing the Lakers. I mean, what? They've played the Kings. The Clippers, yes, but they've lost the Kings twice. I mean, the Kings, are, <laughs> the Kings are good, but, like, I don't think they're that good. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think the Nuggets will get it together, personally. I, if Jamal I Murray so. plays like he did, if, if he plays like he did against the Utah Jazz in the playoffs, like, that team could beat anybody. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong there. Um, showed. Um, how about how about I, I know I said last thing. How about KD and Kyrie? I mean, we were all a little shaky on how well they play. That's it, it's incredible. Just yeah, they're, they're they're like on a tear right now. 
commit, they're both averaging 28.3 points. You have two guys inside the top five for scoring. Kyrie Irving is also uh, top five and three-pointers made. Um, you know, obviously, Kevin Durant can play some good defense. He's He can rebound the ball as well. I mean, that team is very, very special. Yeah. You know, splash bros all over again. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie, though, uh, that's another injury. Tarrant Ter- is ACL. That's a tough one for him. But luckily with Kyrie Irving there, he's only the backup as of now. So, I was going to yeah. say, they have enough depth there that Spencer Dinwiddie going out for an extended period of time shouldn't be too much of an issue for the team. Yeah, I mean, you never want to see it, but if it's going to happen to a team, it's probably lucky that it happened to the Nets. All right, uh-huh. we need better move on because we're an hour in already. And we... Yeah, let's go college. Yeah, college. Hold what? Quick executive move. Do we want to do hot takes and oddities or do we just want to do news? Because we're going to take another, like, 25 minutes. I mean, I don't think it'll take that long to do oddities and hot takes. Let's, fin- let's finish news, and then we'll see where we're at. Yeah, right, let's do that. Okay, so college basketball, obviously the season's still going on. Um, I I mean, I I don't know. I mean, Gonzaga's been looking on fire. They look Gonzaga's like – Gonzaga's the best team in the country, no question. Sure, 100%, 100%. That's not a hot take. That is not a hot take. That is a very much so – yeah. As of now, they have the best team in the country. I Now, I, I'm not going to – give my hot take, like my prediction, say they're going to win the tournament. But right now, in this I will. Gonzaga, I will. Gonzaga is winning the national championship. Right I'm not committing it today. Gonzaga is winning the national championship. And if they don't, it'll be an absolute shame because that team is put together so well between freshman Jalen Suggs, the veteran leadership off the bench, and Andrew Nemhard. Joel Ayayi is one of the best rebounding point guards in the country. And I haven't even gotten to Drew Timmy or Corey Kispert. I mean... The team is quite literally, I would say, perfect. I don't know if I would change anything on that team right now. Wow. I mean, I'm not convinced saying they're going to win the national championship today. I think think the season needs to continue. I think injuries could happen. If everyone stays healthy on that team in March, sure, I could say that I'll say that we're going to win it. But I want to see them go a full season playing like this. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's fair. And when I say perfect, like, yes, Zion Williamson at power forward and putting Drew Timmy at the center, that would be pretty nice. But, you know, that can't happen. So I, I, I truly think that this is as this close is to perfect. That, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm excited to see them hopefully play Baylor because that's obviously the 1v2. And I actually want to see how much of a difference there is between the 1 and the 2 this year. Yeah, I mean, Baylor's a good team, too, between, uh, what, Jared Butler, Missy Teague is still on that team. I mean, that, that's a good team, the same team from last year, pretty much. Um, but, so they're yeah, it'll definitely be for um, the national championship, sure. Um, I mean, today, like, there, there's been some good games the last couple of days, but today, Kansas versus Texas, three versus eight, Iowa versus Rutgers, Ken versus 14. That's tomorrow. Tomorrow's all the good games. There what aren't the heck? Why did there's, no, there's no top 25 games today. Today. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I was wondering why I was on January 2nd. Um, it's been a long couple days for me, so I apologize <laughs> for my uh, very much so tiredness. But so tomorrow, 
We have those games. We have Iowa versus Rutgers, 10-14. Virginia and Virginia Tech, 23 versus 24. And Duke versus Florida State, 18 versus 20. We're going to get killed. Um, I don't think so. Oh, think my God. It, we're going to get Duke, killed. Clemson, Clemson just killed Florida State. Yeah, yeah, but we're Duke. We lost to Illinois and Michigan State. I mean, I know those are two good teams to lose to, but still. Todd, I think Ethan's trying to sound humble. I don't think he is. I just I, – I wouldn't agree, but – Okay, well, he's – Hold on. I got humble. something I want to say. <laughs> How about Kentucky? I, I mean, I'm really – One I, and six. I'm sorry. I'm, you can say all you want about the schedule, but still, one and six. I'm truly not surprised. I, I really am not. And a lot of that stems from the fact that when I saw what their roster was after their first loss, there is no there's, – there's one scholarship player. And I think I've brought this up every time we've talked about Kentucky. There is one scholarship player from last year. Everybody else is a grad transfer or a freshman. And a lot of that, those losses, I think, stems from the fact there is no leader, there is no continuity, there is no experience in SEC play. And you need you need that stuff when you're going up against some of the best teams in the country. I mean, don't get me wrong. Shoot. Is Devin Askew or is Dacian Nix the point guard? I think it's Askew. Uh, yeah, Dacian Nix is in the G League. So Devin Askew, great player. Brandon Boston, future lottery pick, possibly top five. They're good players. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Terrence Clark, too. But there's just it, – it's hard when you have a team of all freshmen and grad transfers to win games, especially in the early season without an off season to get used to Coach Calipari. Yep. Um, Big Ten basketball. I want to bring up the fact that – let me count real quick. I believe there is nine Big Ten teams inside the top 25. Now, that's due to change because I don't want to talk about it. But um, Hey, I'm I mean, with you, man. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah, but at least you won last night against yeah. a really good Minnesota team. We killed Minnesota, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I guess I will talk about it. At least Michigan State's three losses are all to ranked teams. In that's Wisconsin. what Our two losses are to ranked teams. Yeah. Okay. Pick a side already. (laughs) You're the one saying that you're going to lose to Florida State. And then you're like, but we did lose to ranked teams. Okay. But like, at least I feel like Wisconsin is a good bit better than Michigan State. I think I've said this a couple times to you guys off camera or off air. I, I hate to admit it, but this is probably the worst Michigan State team since Denzel Valentine came on the team. And put that in perspective, Denzel Valentine hasn't been on the team in like five years. Um, I mean, well, the good news is, JR, next year and the next couple of years, Michigan State's going to have a lot of talent coming in. As long as everybody stays after Imani Bates gets here, boys, we're winning the national championship. I'm putting I mean, it out there. All, all you need, though, is one guy to decommit and one no, guy to no, blow out. No, nope. Uh-uh. One guy to blow out his knee. And then they, haven't signed, nope. they haven't nope. signed the letters of intent yet, so they very well could decommit at any point. No, shh, don't talk about that. Hey, no, look, 
If anybody's going to decommit, it's going to be Max Christie. Christie. Amani Bates is coming to Michigan State, and that's final. There is nobody else on his radar. It is Michigan State or pro. And you're laughing there, Ethan, but that is literally something. I think it'll go pro. I don't think he's going to be there in time. That rule is gonna that rule is gonna come down to like the last minute. I mean, they're talking yeah, about it being fun. lifted right then and there. Um, but sticking with Big Ten basketball, there are two teams that have surprised uh, two and a half. I'd say two and a half teams that are surprising me right now, and a half because it's half surprising me and half not. Okay. Northwestern, Northwestern has played phenomenal basketball. Um, I mean, they have one loss, and. I'm not saying that just because that's a team that beat Michigan State, but even after beating Michigan State, they've been playing very, very good basketball. And um, the second would be Minnesota, another Big Ten team that has been on absolute tear. Obviously, Todd, your Wisconsin Badgers put them to a stop last night. But, I mean, outside of that Wisconsin game, Minnesota has looked absolutely phenomenal. And that's without one of their bigs that opted out this season. Marcus Carr has been on tear. I believe he's averaging, what, 25 points? Yeah. I mean, 25 points is legit in college basketball. And the last one I want to talk about, they're half surprising me and half not, and that is Rutgers. You guys know I love my Rutgers. You know, I like watching them. They're probably my second favorite Big Ten team. Not that I, you know, keep tally, but if I had to watch another team that's not Michigan State, it'd be Rutgers. But they have been so good, so good without Geo Baker. Now, granted, yeah, Geo Baker has been uh, – he's been back, but he's not Geo Baker that I was raving about during our March Madness sim. <laughs> and then Ron Harper, who has been pretty good as well uh, for them. He got – he's been injured for a couple of days now. But, you know, 7-1 and one, uh, – I think Rutgers will take it, not to mention wins against Illinois and um, never mind. That's it, Illinois. But all that's right. all they played. All right. Anything else before we move on to, I'm assuming, maybe top soccer? Yeah, nothing um, here. Oh, Keontae Johnson. I don't oh, know yeah. if you provided an update on him, but I do believe he is doing well, and it looks like he's working with a coach amid his recovery or at least that's the headline here on ESPN. Um, you know, that's always a positive when you see a player go out with something like that to see them come back. I mean, who knows if we'll ever, you know, who knows when and if we'll ever see him in a Florida uniform again, just based I don't on know, medical condition. heart condition. It's, it's very sketchy. But what kind of heart condition is it? I, I honestly don't know, but I, I honestly don't think he's coming back this season. I, no, I, I think he's gone for the season, but he is – decently young i believe what he's a sophomore junior maybe he's not i mean he's not a senior so hopefully we see keontae johnson back in the i'm I'm hoping he is i just don't know heart conditions sometimes can get a little sketchy if you can play or not i mean instead of switching to top soccer can we go to the nhl talk about heart conditions with henrik lundquist having open heart surgery to fix his heart condition i mean it was already Speaking, huh? I actually have some news in the NHL. Surprise. Yeah, are, are you going to steal my thunder? Because there's one that I want to talk about, too. But I'll let you go because you never had news in the NHL. Is it, does it have anything to do with the Boston Bruins? Oh, no. So I was going to say Zadino Chara, um, Boston Bruins legend, has left the Boston Bruins and is now playing for the 
JR's and I's enemy, the Washington Capitals. Actually, who I would have had who would have had uh, Lundquist, but that's beside yeah. the point. Yeah, I'm gonna be real here though, Ethan. I hate the Bruins more than I do the Capitals. Oh, really? Yeah, I cannot stand the Bruins. I mean, yeah, there's in division rivalry there with the Caps, but the Bruins are just a. And What's most of the Bruins. What's your problem with them? I, I don't. I, I'm not. Two a big words. Fan. Two words. Brad Marchand. There oh. you go. That's my problem with the Bruins. Okay. Yeah, but that's all the news I have for NHL. I just saw that, so I thought I'd share it. Um, I, I'm going to be real here, though. Like, I mean, you probably don't know this because, you know, you don't pay attention to the NHL nearly as much as I do, but watching the Boston Bruins in the playoffs last year, there were some pretty big rumors that he was going to be on his way out either to a management role with the Bruins and or another team. Um, so, yeah, surprising, but at the same time, I guess not. Um, what I wanted to talk about was another player, another star player um, who has an undisclosed illness. Jonathan Taves, who oh, yeah, I heard about this. plays for the Chicago Blackhawks, one of my favorite teams to watch. I love watching him and Patrick Kane on that first line, but at least for now, Taves is out with an indefinite illness. They have not released what it is, but, you know, best wishes to him as well. Kind of sucks to see all these players having some non-injury-related, you know, problems between Taves, Lundquist, even going back to basketball with Keontae Johnson. I mean, it's never something you want to see. Yeah, and then yeah. just some, I guess, contract uh, stuff. Pierre, Pierre-Luc Dubois uh, signed a two-year, $10 million contract with the um, Blue Jackets. He kind of emerged as a superstar last year. Not a superstar, but a star. And then uh, veteran forward Derek Broussard is signed with the uh, Coyotes. Todd, you might remember him from the Rangers. But, yeah, that's that's really it. Um I mean, I guess I could bring up the fact that P.K. Subban and Lindsey Vaughn have broken up, but that's not sports news, really. <laughs> no. Hey, but I mean, it's it's on the news section of the NHL and ESPN, so maybe it's important. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for NHL. The season will be starting in a couple weeks here. I believe yep. it's the 13th. Yep, 12 days. But um, yeah, that's what I got. Moving on to top soccer, Premier League, um, I guess – the, I, I, there's no really like specific news outside of the fact that um, the games are happening still. Uh, I mean, there's been a couple uh, of tournaments I mean, due to COVID. I um, Everton and Man City got postponed. I believe Tottenham and Fulham, maybe. I believe so. Yeah, got postponed. But uh, just a quick rundown on the table as of Friday, January first, before any games have been played. Liverpool is atop the league with 33 points. Man U second with 30. Leicester and Leicester with is third with 29. Everton's fourth was 29, but Leicester has this really, really, really. You wanted to you wanted to say so bad that Leicester was tied with Everton. I know that's what you were gonna say. I see Arsenal down at 13th. Hey, it's better than over, we were. It's better just, than 13th, you're right. Ethan. Ethan, you just skipped over the fact that Aston Villa has two games in hand to Leicester and a game in hand to pretty much everybody else and is in fifth place just to take a shot at Todd's Gunners. Yeah. I mean, Aston Villa was up there for a little bit at the beginning of the season. They kind of fell down to the mid-table, and here they are, two games in hand to most teams, and they're up there in the top five. I mean, props to Aston Villa. Todd, I know that. Isn't that your second team right there? 
it, it back when they were in the uh, championship, they were my team, and then they came up, and I was like, all right. Yeah, I, so, uh, I said this before the podcast, but they kind of agree with me. I feel like the league is going to come down to maybe the last couple weeks. I know Jr. kind of said he, he, you could see definitely a blowout by Liverpool in the second half of the year. I mean, but, I'm looking at the table right now. Leicester is four points behind. Everton is four points behind with the game in hand. But the one that I'm looking at is Manchester United. They have a game in hand on Liverpool, and they are three points behind. So although a win does not put them ahead of Liverpool based on goal differential, they would be tied points-wise. I mean, yep. so I mean talking- honestly, well, like, if Liverpool has a shaky – even like a shaky couple games, they could very well – be out of the lead yeah i mean a couple weeks ago weren't we talking about the end of the uh gunner what's his name ole whatever the yeah yeah but now he's jordan, kind jordan of like... probably hates me because i can't remember that name but i mean he's vying for the title now i mean they they what they were like oh three and two through five games or something like that right yeah they were out down in like 15th or 16th at one point but now there, there's, there's one last team that I want to talk about before we move on, and that's Leeds. And that's not because they've done anything, but they're just so exciting to watch. I saw an Instagram post that because they beat West Brom by five, um, nine days after losing 6-2 to Manchester United, that the, even the Leeds players don't know if they're going to get scored on by five or if they're going to score five. I mean, there's a team that if they play well, they can score 10, like seven goals on anyone. Or if they play terrible, they can get scored on seven times. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at it right now. Over the past two weeks, Leeds has scored five goals twice and has gotten scored on. Uh, they've, they've had six goals against them in one game. So, I mean, they're just so up and down. They're 11th in the Prem right now. So, you know, they're keeping afloat, the but they're, 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 they're hopefully going to. Or they're they're probably gonna. Uh, I would probably say they're 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 maybe gonna be safe from relegation. I don't know. It depends. I I don't think Sheffield's safe from relegation at this point. With I mean, points. we can say that, but at the same time, Ooh, they are. Yeah, but there's they're four games out of non-relegation, and there's 22 games left in the season. I mean, it's fair. I mean, all they need to do is have West Brom, Fulham, and Brighton lose a couple games, and they win a couple games, and they're out of – I mean, yeah, two points looks really bad, you know, 16 games into the season. I can't deny that, but I wouldn't count out any team right now for relegation, that is. I can count out Sheffield for the championship. They're not making a 31-point comeback on Liverpool. Yeah. Uh... But, Yeah. I guess moving on, what other league do we want to talk about? Um, I mean, we can go to La Liga. I mean, there's not much. I mean, there's still some rumors about Messi, if he's going to stay, if he's going to go. Nobody really knows. I mean, there was a rumored tweet that he posted that he feels things are better right now. And so maybe that's a sign he stays at Barcelona, but... You know, talking about Barcelona, sixth place in La Liga. I don't even – is that even a – that's a Europa League qualifying uh, yeah, uh, they're, they're Europa League right now, but athletic – it, it, it's not even, like, 
guaranteed Europa League. They would have to qualify. I think so, yeah. But they're they're only they're only one point out of Champions League, so. I mean, yeah, but that's not the Barcelona we expect. Oh yeah, sure. Based but... on past years. Yeah. Um, Bundesliga. Well, Ethan, I thought you were going to continue your Atletico Madrid talk. No, I'm, I'm moving on. To the, I'm just giving a little update in the, each of the leagues. <laughs> but you don't want to talk about the fact that Atletico Madrid could, by the end of the season, or not by the end of the season, by the end of, like, coming level with Real Madrid could be, what is that, eight points ahead of them? I mean, yeah, but... Isn't that a little shocking to you? I mean, yeah. even even me as an Atletico Madrid fan, I did not expect to see Atletico doing this good. Yeah, you're right, 100%. Um, Bundesliga, um, Bayern Munich's in first. I mean, that's not really a surprise. Dortmund is in fifth um, with VfL Wolfsburg in fourth, RP Leipzig in third, and Bayer Leverkusen in second. Um, Ethan, don't bring up last. I, I, absolutely I was can bring there. up last. I was getting there. Um, Schalke not having the best of years and minus 28 goal differential. Yeah, a minus Weston Kinney differential too. So Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, it doesn't look good for Schalke right now, but... No, we're getting relegated. It's I just... Don't say that. You're only 13 games in. Ethan, really... You're making the same argument I made for Sheffield. It's just, wow. Okay, I see how it is. Syria. Milan is still, um, or Milan is first. Juventus is down to sixth. Napoli's fifth. Uh, bit of a shock here. Sassuolo. 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 Sorry. Sorry, I like Sassuolo out there. I don't know how to pronounce your team's name. Uh, then Roma, Inter, third and second, respectively. I mean, I guess the team – I mean, Sassuolo is a little shocking in fourth, I would say, but – I would agree. I mean, they're not a team that I think of as a top-flight Italy team. I mean, Inter and AC Milan, obviously, I think Roma, you could throw in there with Napoli, Juventus, Atalanta, as of late, and Lazio. But Lazio I mean, holding an eighth, Todd. Strong eighth place. I wouldn't call it a strong eighth place, but yeah. Now, I, I do want to point this out. I think it's kind of interesting. If Everton wins their game against whoever they play next, in the Premier League, it'll be Liverpool and Everton, two teams from Liverpool. In Serie A, it'll be AC Milan and Inter Milan, two teams from Milan. And in La Liga, it is Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid, two teams from Madrid. Just a little fun fact. West Ham today, so it, it, we could win. I wouldn't, count, I wouldn't will, count West Ham out. Yeah, but then moving on to League A. There's nothing there. They're... No, Leon's in first. PSG's in third, only a point back from Leon, so it's it's close there. But yeah. anyway, um, anything else from anything in terms of top soccer before? I do have one very very small thing. Okay. Um, do either of you um, pay attention to the Scottish Premiership at all? I I watch I watch Celtics results, but that's about it. Okay, and that's actually really common because 
Celtic is always insane, and it, it's like how Juve oh, was. Aren't they not doing that well this year? That's what I was going to bring up. Um, because you know how, like, every year Juve wins the Serie A. Every year PSG wins League 1. You know, and then when they don't, it's surprising. Well, that's how it is with Celtic. Because every year they win, and this year they're, what, 16 Second. points? Yeah, 16 points back from my Rangers. So, I mean, to be um, fair. Rangers. Who, who is that? That that Who's coaching that team? It is um, – Steven Gerrard, right? Yeah, Steven Gerrard. Um, I mean, he's he's done it – he's done very well with them, I think. What they haven't lost this year, have they? Um, Rangers, yeah, I don't think they've lost this year. I don't think they have. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I, as soon as you said that about Celtic, I mean, they have a goal differential of 51. They've been yeah. smashing teams, Ethan. I mean, that I, I do now that Todd brings that up, I did see that Rangers has been pretty much on fire. I mean, they've they been pretty only good. They've conceded five goals and they've scored 56 goals. I mean, they legitimately right now, I mean, I know we said it with Liverpool and, you know, all those teams that you can't really count out them winning. I think right now. Uh, I would almost... say Celtic, the, the Rangers have played 21, Celtics played 18. So if they win all three, that's a seven point difference. So it, it could. Yeah, but it's still seven points. I understand that. So I'm not saying it's entirely over yet, but it's, 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 Kind of. Well, but you also have to factor in the fact that unless there's a complete fall in form, Rangers is going to be playing that well, like right. throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. Okay. Anything? Okay. So, I guess with that being done with top soccer, I guess moving on to Jr. Anything UFC wise? Um, there, there's some other. There's some fights. Um, you know, Poirier, McGregor, I think we mentioned this back when they signed the contract. That is officially happening in 22 days on January 23rd. Um, sadly, for the second time in probably a month and a half, Kamzat Shimiev and Leon Edwards, which is a very exciting fight, not super big when it comes to title or anything, but that was a super exciting fight. That has been postponed um, yet again. And then they just uh, scheduled Israel Adesanya, the current uh, shoot. What does he, what belt does he have? He's the light heavyweight. Is he the light heavyweight? No, he is the. Oh shoot! What division? He has a belt. I think he has a belt in. Oh shoot! Is it welterweight? I don't know. He he's a champion. He's going to be fighting. Jan Blaskowitz for the light heavyweight championship. So Israel Adesanya, better known as the style bender, could be having his second title. So, you know, Conor McGregor style, two belts. <laughs> yep. Uh, of that, though, oh, we, we forgot about uh, anything out of the MLB that seems. Oh, yes, yes, up. yes. The Padres traded the oh, Rays oh, performance. Yeah. For former Cy Young Award winner Blake Snell, and they are also working with the Cubs to trade for pitcher Yu Darvish. They, so they they've recently got they got Manny Machado a year or two ago. Now they're getting they're seeming like they're on a win now mentality. I mean, I mean they I could. <laughs> I don't think any of them are 
too terribly old either, though. I mean, I don't know. Machado seems like he's been there for a little while, been in the league for a little while. He's probably not old, old, but like, he's I mean, been around. Yeah. But I mean, like, I mean, I'm looking at their ages right now. Blake Snell is only 28, so you got a good couple years left out of him. Um, Machado is only 28 as well. I mean, yep. you got years out of him. You Darvish, I don't think they've they have. Oh no, they did actually trade for him already. He is on that Padres team. That's my bad. He is thirty four, so I mean, he'll be out of the way. But that Padres team qualified for the playoffs during the summer league, so that's without Snell and you Darvish. So they got it done then. Imagine what they can do with two solid pitchers added on there. Right. Um, outside of that. Don't really. Oh, Josh Bell. He is the last player from that stacked Pittsburgh Pirates team in 2015. He was traded to the Nationals for two pitchers. Um, I like that. I like having him at first base. I hate it. Do you though? Yes, because we we're we're sucking even more now. I mean, yeah. I don't. How much further can you fall? (laughs) Yeah, you got a point. I don't know. What? Let me look at this win-loss record uh, for these Pirates. Why is my standings not working? <laughs> let's let's see. Ethan, you know what? No, I'm not going to save you. Let's see. The Pittsburgh Pirates, 19 and 41, a nice 31.7 percent. Was that this year? That was last year. Uh, they haven't uh, started uh, playing this year yet. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else in the MLB it seems worth mentioning? Or any uh, other news at all in general? I'm looking. I don't think there's anything in women's basketball because we brought up all those big upsets last time. I don't see anything there. Um, outside of that, that's really it. I, I, did we, I, I, hold I, up. I, did, I, we talk about, did we talk about Little Woods, Little Tiger? Last time, I don't think we did. No, I, I mean, that happened a while ago, but it wasn't see, that long ago. I mean, no, it wasn't that long ago, but it was long enough ago that it barely almost skipped my mind. What's what's his kid's name? Is it Charlie? Why do oh, I think Lord. it's Charlie? That's my brother. Yeah, yeah, no, it's Charlie Woods. Oh, it's Charlie Woods. See, I'm not, I'm not going crazy here, Ethan. I know what I'm talking about, but I mean, he played with his dad in. What was that tournament that they played in? I I don't know. He looked he looked at PNC Championship. Yeah, Charlie Woods. Here you go. Let's get right into hot takes because here's my hot take. Charlie Woods wins four PGA titles. Wait, we're actually doing hot takes, or are you just saying that? I don't care. I thought because I thought we usually do oddities for hot takes, but we can switch. He's done four already this time, so. Yeah, that's my that's my fourth one. I'll let you guys go before I steal one of yours. Okay, I'm going. Mine's gonna be about guess who? Dwayne Haskins. Oh no. I think now I now Jeffrey High said he was gonna win MVP this year. I was wrong. I was wrong. He's gonna oh, sign. Man. He's gonna sign with the with a team and win MVP next year. That's my hot take. You need to tell us what team, or it's not a hot take. I'm not letting you off the hook. Patriots. 
that's fair. That's what my dad said, and I kind of agree with him. I was if you said anybody about the Patriots, I was going to bring up the Patriots because let's be real here. Bill Belichick's got a little bit of a history with bringing in guys with attitude. Cough, cough, Antonio Brown. I mean, that one, didn't work out. that one didn't really work out well for them, but yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, Antonio Brown played well-ish. He played like two games. Yeah, but he played well in those two games. He also brought in what, John? Didn't he bring in Josh Gordon for a period of time? Yup. He also dealt with Gronk whenever Gronk was partying. Gronk's not Gronk. I mean, Gronk has some attitude, but it's not like the Antonio Brown kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love Gronk. All right, Todd, your hot take? I'm going to say this. It probably won't happen, but it would be the most Jets thing to do. Oh, no. They cut Sam Darnold. Oh. Sign Dwayne Haskins. Actually, you know what? Yeah. Sign Dwayne Haskins. Um, who continues to play terribly. And um, then Sam Darnold goes to waiver wires. The Washington football team picks him up. He sits behind whoever ends up being their starting quarterback. They go down with an injury. Sam Darnold comes in right before, like, you know, we'll call it like week 10, leads them on like a four-game win streak. And they go into the playoffs, and he wins a championship. Why do I feel like that's so elaborate that you could literally make a whole podcast episode just talking about Sam Darnold? Hot Town might have a new episode. Inspiration, man! I totally could do that. Hot Town, yeah. Well, actually, I'll bring that up real quick. Todd Town, if you didn't know, Todd's doing his own little, I guess, spinoff podcast on Double FM Sports. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's basically, if you really love our sports oddity section, this is basically. That. And what ifs, and what ifs. Yeah, and a if, lot of what ifs. That's This is basically that times 10. Todd really goes in-depth into some of these, like, what if hypothetical situations. So if you're really interested in that, that I recommend checking out Todd Town. It's really good. Ethan, have you even listened to it? Yes, <laughs> I listened to it. I listened to the Wayne Gretzky one. I listened to the Space Jam one. I didn't listen I to the not, Woods one yet, but. I did not listen to Wayne Gretzky yet. Because... Yeah, you were all excited for it, JR, and then you haven't even listened to it yet. <laughs> I've been working, all right. Cut me some slack. All right, I'll watch do oddities or do you want to end it? Let's just do oddities. We got time. All right, we got some time here. Um, I've got my oddities for this week. How many? I was about to ask that. Let's just go three again. Oh, shoot, right. I have two. Oh. I'll find one. All right. I'll go Ethan, first. I was going to say, Ethan always goes first, so. I don't know. I've got four. I don't know which one to start with. <laughs> yeah, I'll start. Oh, I got it. Hold on. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> During the 20... Okay, so this is kind of like a... This is an oddity. So, the twenty in the 2014 NFL season, the Kansas City Chiefs, I believe, did not... Yeah, they didn't... None of their wide receivers caught a touchdown pass. The whole entire season? The whole entire season. Isn't this back when it was like Alex Smith and his prime with like Dwayne Bowe? Like Albert Wilson and Donnie Avery is like they were the they were the three receivers that recorded the most yardage. So here's here's how it went. Nine touchdowns went to Travis Kelsey. <laughs> and the other nine were between Jamal Charles, uh Joe McKnight, Niall Davis, and fullback Anthony Sherman. So Oh shoot. Niall Davis? I forgot about him. 
yeah. So, yeah. So, no Kansas City wide receivers scored a touchdown that year. And they still threw 18 touchdown passes. Alex Smith did, I believe. That's yeah. not that many. <laughs> yeah, that's really bad. Yeah, but they did throw a single touchdown to wide receivers. I just thought that was very interesting. Bad contract year, I'd say. Is that an oddity or no? I couldn't tell. No, that's an yeah. oddity. All okay, right. Um, who's going next? Todd, you want to go last because you're always going to one-up us. I'll go last, sure. All right, because I don't want to, like, try and one-up you and absolutely fail. So, in 1940, the law, uh, the Chicago White Sox, right? Okay. They had a batter by the name of Luke Appling, and he, okay. he fouled off. Okay. 24 pitches in one at-bat, and then he was walked to first. Oh. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> So that, means, that pitcher threw one-fifth of all of his pitches on one at-bat, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, that – I mean, it'd be it'd almost be more than one-fifth because you got to think about it. It was probably a full count. So, I mean, that's five yeah. pitches on the 24 fouls. Yeah, like probably, no. probably 30, in all honesty. Well, yeah, it probably would have been 30 because four balls to walk, 24 strikes, foul balls, two yeah. strikes. would have been 30 pitches. I mean, that's that's rough as a pitcher. Wow. Yeah. All right, Todd, go one-up us again. Let's hear it. I'm not sure this is going to one-up entirely, but um, you guys, of course, have heard of the Harlem Globetrotters, right? Of course. I've been to a game, actually, in the Giant Center. Very cool. I will second that. So, um, so the guy who – he didn't found the Harlem Globetrotters, but he was, like, their their owner for a long time, and he was, like, really the guy – behind the front office his name was Abe Saperstein okay and um back in the early 60s before the Lakers moved to LA he uh was talking with the NBA about getting a franchise uh in LA and they were like sure yeah you can have it but like verbally they never signed anything then they went and moved the Minneapolis Lakers to LA and so he was really ticked because he didn't get his NBA franchise. So what did he do? He created his own league. And it was called the American Basketball League. Very, very imaginative there. The ABL. Um, it lasted like literally one and a half seasons. Like it folded in the middle of its second season. From 1961 to 1962. Um, they had like 10 teams, I think. But um, it was kind of a... Uh, revolving door, I guess. Um, it was one of the first leagues to have a three-point uh, three-point line, but huh? some of the teams were um, the LA Jets, who I believe Saberstein. Oh my gosh! Owned. Yeah, that just has a bad ring to it at this point. Oh, it gets worse. Uh, the Chicago Majors, oh, the no. the Cleveland Pipers. Oh no! The the Kansas City Steers. Oh oh no oh, that's, no that's tough. The um the Long Beach Chiefs, who originally started as the Hawaii Chiefs, but never played in Hawaii. Oh my god! Um, the Oakland Oaks slash oh, San Francisco no. Saints. Well, the Oakland really Oaks though, that was an actual really team flat. from the the ABA. Hold on, hold on, um, hold on. What do you mean slash San Francisco Saints? They were a combined team. No, like it was the same team, but they changed their name. Oh. Um. Then you had. The Washington slash New York slash Philadelphia tapers. 
Literally, they moved three times in two years. Um, and the Pittsburgh Wrens and the champs were the Cleveland Pipers and the Kansas City Steers. Wow. All right, Todd. Okay. You said you weren't going to one off us. That kind of just one offed us. But okay. Did that, though? Yes. All right. Ethan, I don't want to talk about it. Just go. I got two. I, 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 I'm going to do two and one because I think both these are so good. And I have another one I want to use after this. All right. Or you just save it, but all right. Okay. So do you know why, do you know why the logo of Twitter is a bird? No. Guess who it was named after? Larry Bird. Correct. The, lo- oh, the see, logo is actually named after Larry Bird. That's the reason they put the bird on because of Larry Bird. Is that your oddity or is that just like a cool fun fact? It's a cool fun fact. I have another oddity. Sorry, I can easily one-up that one. That's why I was saying. We all know like, Pat Riley, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, all, we all love him, right? I don't, I don't know, but he actually has the word three-peat trademarked. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Yes, he's got it. Yeah, he's trademarked the word. Yep. 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 Uh, he, he, the word, the word three-peat belongs to Pat Riley. So if you use it, you might have to pay Pat Riley some money. I was going to say you have royalties that you now need to pay. Yeah, I said it. So I got to pay like probably 50 cents for it in royalties. But yeah, those, those are the two. Oh, that, that's coming out of your pocket, buddy. Okay. Come out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> the Toronto Maple Leafs. Actually, first off, do you guys know one of my favorite parts about hockey? No. The fights. Okay. It's the one oh, sport that allows that. fights. The Toronto Maple Leafs had a player by the name of Ty Domi. You probably don't recognize him. Ethan, at least. Todd, maybe. I don't know. He fought in 333 separate fights. And that led to 1,665 penalty minutes. And that's just for fighting. Okay. I need to do uh, some quick math here. The penalty minutes might not add up the way you think it does because there's probably a combination of two-minute minors and five-minute majors and double minors and double majors. No, it's still almost 28 hours worth of penalties, though. Oh, you're talking about how much penalty – yeah, 28 hours? Yeesh. 27 and three quarters, so 27 hours and 45 minutes. So you're telling me that he spent a day in the penalty box for fighting? Literally more than a day, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um, Todd, what is yours? All right. So, back in 1967, there used to be this hockey team called the Oakland Seals, okay? Oh, no. Um, actually, no, no. They started off as the San Francisco Seals. Excuse me. Um and they played in uh, – this was before they joined the NHL, so before 1967. Um, and they played in this place called the Cow Palace, which right. imagine it right. at like – it was this place in San Francisco that I would compare to like the farm show complex. Oh. Like that's why it's called the Cow Palace yeah. is because they would have like cow shows there. Um. They also, like, one year had a March Madness game there, like a series of March Madness games. Anyway, 
1967, they become part of the NHL as the Oakland Seals. Okay. And then in 1969, they renamed themselves to the California Seals. And then uh, in 1976. Wait, was there a reasoning to that? What? Was there a reasoning to rename it from Oakland to California? I don't know. I really don't. Um, but then uh, for 76 to 77, they moved to Cleveland and uh, they became the Cleveland Barons. Um, and actually, sorry, it was the California Golden Seals, not just the California Seals. They were particularly golden. Um, in the in that time, they had two playoff appearances and like did nothing with them in 1968 and 69 back in Oakland. And um 1978, they merged with the Minnesota, the Minnesota North Stars, who are now the Dallas Stars. All right. I didn't even know that. Little bit of NHL history there. All right, Ethan, try okay. one up that. Last one here, college football. We're going to college football. In a 2001 game between Fresno State and Utah State. Okay. Oh, no. That sounds like a fun game. Fresno State managed to score 49 points in 6 minutes and 25 seconds. What? That's is about, this, is this Patriots versus Jets butt fumble game all over again? Where they scored 21 that's points in 2 minutes? 7.84 points a minute. And here, here's where it gets interesting. So by halftime, they put up 56 points on Utah State. The longest drive they had was approximately one minute. The longest drive throughout the whole game was 1 minute and 42 seconds. So they won the game 70 to 21. Wait, so why did they let up 21 points? That so they scored 70, but your question is why they let up 21. Yeah, if they're that good, why did they let up 21 points? Maybe their defense wasn't as good, but yeah. Um the longest they shut them out. 42 seconds. I mean, fair enough, fair enough. I I'm like visioning that as hold on. Can I say one more? I, I have another little fun fact. Can I please say it? Sure. We're casually at an hour and 50 minutes, but that's cool. Hold on, real quick. Josh Allen, um, at one point in the season, had approximately 4,000 passing yards. In the first half of games, he had 2,000 passing yards. In the second half of games, he had 2,000 passing yards. It was all equal. That's, uh, it was that's exactly – yeah, I did see that. It was exactly 2,000 yards. I figured – I it was, it was kind of going on social media, so I, I just wanted to bring it up real quick. But, yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So, we like to throw it back to some history, right? Let's go yep. back to the 1400s in 1457. Wait, the hold country... on. What? 1457? Yes, sir. I, mean, I just likes to go back into history, but that might be a little – that's a little – I was not expecting that, but continue. Okay, go ahead. I'm, I'm excited for this. So, the country of England yep. banned the sport of golf because they thought it was a distraction from archery. Little known fact, archery was considered a serious pursuit back in the day. That actually doesn't surprise me entirely. Well, I take it too many people played golf because just a little bit after that, the U.S. won the Revolutionary War. Okay, it was more than a little bit after that. It was another, like, 320 years. Yeah, but... Yeah. All right, Todd, you get my point. your final hot take. All right, um... Do you guys know who Tommy Lasorda is? Yes, Dodgers manager. Yeah. Yep. Okay. He uh, had a, a reputation of getting into fights with mascots. Oh, that guy? Okay. I've seen this. I've heard this before. Okay. So, for those who haven't heard, 
he had beef with at least different mascots the yep. philly fanatic yep which that makes sense and i'll get into why he had beef with these guys but um the uh the padres famous chicken yep um and uh up who was the uh the mascot for the montreal UP. expos up was my guy so there are separate instances with each of these guys but yep. the, the best one you know i'll start out with the the worst one um the the chicken i don't know why he had a problem with the chicken but he just like randomly threatened to strangle the chicken um which i just think is funny but um anyway then yuppie um the dodgers were playing the expos and yuppie started dancing on top of the dodgers dugout and it was like a a steel roof so He's like jumping up and down on top of the dugout. I saw the one where he was sleeping on top of the dugout. It could be the same, the same instance, yeah. but um, he was making a ton of noise. And finally, Lasorda uh, complained to the ump and got Yuppie thrown out of the game. <laughs> Would that be like the first mascot thrown out of a game ever? It might be. Um, and the Philly but, fanatic, Philly fanatic. Before you say, it, just I feel like Philly fanatic gets under everyone's skin. It oh, he absolutely like. does. But <laughs> this is the best one. He so the Phillies are playing the Dodgers, and the Philly fanatic comes out on his um his ATV. Yep, and he has like a two foot tall Tommy Lasorda doll, <laughs> and um. For those of you who don't know, Tommy Lasorda kind of had a little bit of a, a beer gut. Um, and so the doll has this huge beer gut and he's just like the Philly fanatic is going around mocking Lasorda. And so he comes out of the dugout and starts like taking the doll from the, uh, the Philly fanatic. And I think he tried to steal his ATV and at one point hit the Philly fanatic in the neck with a baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tommy Lasorda did not like mascots, to say the least. No, absolutely not. Well, unless ever anyone has anything else, I think we've we've talked long enough. Yes, we definitely have. It's been almost two hours, and once again, we do apologize for that. We were, we had to do some catching up, which we always seem like we do, but we're gonna try twenty twenty one. Maybe our New Year's resolution is to try to keep up with news. You know, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> It's good to it's good to try, but it's good yeah. to try. Ethan, Ethan, you know darn well that come two weeks from now we're gonna be going. So uh, we uh, couldn't keep up with news this yeah. one. Okay, I understand, but we're gonna we're gonna try to make an we'll make we'll attempt to make an effort. Attempt to make an effort. Okay. Yes. But, Can I put that on a shirt? <laughs> attempt to make an effort. Yeah, but. Yeah, so I guess that kind of does it for us for this uh, special New Year's Day episode. Oh, go ahead, Jared. I do. Um, before we, you know, hit them with the sign off that we always do, I do want to point out that with it being the month of January, we do have some nice contacts with some interviews. So be on the lookout over the next three months. We've got some lacrosse players, some basketball players. Todd, I don't even know if you know about this. I got a NASCAR driver to come on. So. We're going to be having some fun with some interviews, we'll obviously. Obviously, you know, keeping up with the uh, the news, too. But just yep. just some things to look up for, look out for. 
Yeah, so we're, we're excited also it'll be our one year anniversary, like I said, like about a, a month, a month-ish. So we'll, we'll obviously do something special for that. So I guess yeah. with that, that being said, Todd, do you want to hit us with the uh, sign-off? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so um, signing off for – oh, my gosh, I'm forgetting my lines, guys. <laughs> it's been a little while, as usual, for news, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, this has been a long episode. Um, well, until next time, I'm Todd File. I'm Ethan Pager. And I'm Jeremy Zarek. And we are signing off.